The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Are we ready to start, guys? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny K. Ariel had, like, wide eyes, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> with me, I have my uh, ever-present co-host, Ren. How's it going, Ren? Hi, I'm Ren. I'm bad at games. What's going on, guys? I'm doing fantastic, dude. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And with us, our special guest this week, Ariel, a.k.a. R2 Ninja Turtle. Hello hey, and welcome. Hi. <laughs> so, Hi, R2 Ren- Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> no. I oh, should have yeah. asked you before. Before we started, how would you like me to refer to you as like Ninja Turtle, R2, R2 Ninja Turtle, or Ariel? Or just Ninja. Um, and then ninja take over two. the Fortnite realm. I answer to Ariel or R2. <laughs> I really okay. don't know why people always insist that it's Ninja Turtle. It's like, well, the R2 is at the front, so like, R2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So I'm going to go with Ariel just because I know that's your first name, if that's okay with you. Cool. Ren can do whatever he wants. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Just got back from Japan. <laughs> like, literally oh, less than 24 hours ago. Yeah, you're sh- shaking off some of that jet lag still? Yeah, I'm on the same sleep schedule as a cat. I'm just napping <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here less than 24 hours off a of flight from Japan. Uh, for those of you, uh, our viewers who don't know who you are, uh, just kind of plug away, tell the people where they can find you, what you do, all that good stuff. Um, well, um, pretty much under all social media, I go under Arch Ninja Turtle. I've been on the internet under that name for a very long time, I would say over a decade. <laughs> um, I started out on DeviantArt doing just art, Ninja Turtle art, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, a little bit of Coraline, like, you know, stuff like that, just fan art and comics and such. Mm-hmm. And then um, when YouTube started, I got on there. I am one of the OGs. I've been on YouTube for like since the very beginning. Um, I just haven't really put like weekly effort into it like people do nowadays, like as a profession. It's just kind of like that thing I do on the side. Um, and I have a Twitch stream now. So I do art streams and uh, Minecraft streams, regular video games. Like I've done Smash and uh, Diddy Kong Racing the other day, you know, just whatever I feel like. Um, and I'm also on Instagram. I'm just I'm just kind of everywhere doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works. Uh, so go check her out. I'm going to go on ahead. And if you're in the... Um, Twitch chat right now as we are streaming live. I'm going to be sharing those links. If you are watching the uh, VOD or uh, listening on the podcast feed, so Spotify, Apple, Swoot, um, all those places, you can see all the links down in the description of the episode. Go give her some love. Uh, she deserves it. 
Thank um, you. So yeah. Well, you just mentioned you got back from Japan. Yes. Tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, where to start? Just like the um, the culture on its own. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe it is whimsical. Like you guys have seen like Miyazaki movies, right? Yeah. I kept on saying, I feel like I'm in a Miyazaki movie. That guy nails his, like the atmosphere of what Japan is. And like, I didn't spend that much time in Tokyo itself. I spent it out in uh, Mishima, which is um, like a, I guess a town, maybe like an hour and a half train ride out of Tokyo. And it's towards the base of Mount Fuji. I was in like Fuji village. And so I got more of like the everyday Japan sort of experience. So Mm -hmm. Um, my friend who I was staying with, uh, she didn't have a car. So we did a lot of walking and walking is like a big thing in Japan and bike riding and stuff like that. And there's not a lot of cars on the road. It's so crazy. Like, this is just like a minor detail, but like, so like people in Japan are so courteous and polite, you know? So like when there are cars on the road, all of their roads look like they're just like one way roads, but they're actually two way roads. And someone can be just like zooming down one way. And then like someone else is coming the other direction and they will just just calmly move to the side, make room for the other person and keep on going. Oh, and wow. yeah. And like, generally the people are like that, just like very, like they keep to themselves. They're very polite. They don't want to cause any trouble. And there's not really any trouble. Like everyone's just kind of like doing their own thing. You know, you do you, I'm going to do me, you know? Um, like it's so safe there. We were walking around at night and like in the middle of the night and we felt fine. Just two, like two women. And, uh, um, there's like, you know, we went to Tokyo Disney one day and it's so safe that like people were saving their spots at like, you know, the eating areas, like with their bags, like you can just like leave your bag and like, no one will take it. Like you trust that no one will take it. Like that's how well-behaved the Japanese are. Yeah. I dare um, anybody in the U S to do that anywhere at any time. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And it just like, there's all these like little minute details about Japan that like, you know, I kept on saying, wow, Japan, you think of everything. It's just like the little things. Mm-hmm. Like it rained the whole time I was there, unfortunately, but like that didn't kill the mood or anything. But, um, you know, you don't bring your wet umbrellas into stores. They have like umbrella racks outside that you just like stick it in just so you're not like trailing the water inside. Um, or just like um, uh, the recycling and just like how clean everything is. Like everything's very organized. Um just, I don't know, just, like, they think of all the little details, and just, like, like, I've, I've listed a lot of, like, really dumb stuff, but, like, you know, uh, we went to a lot of parks, and, you know, in America, if you go to, like, a playground or something, it's, like, here, have this plastic playground that we ordered from walmart.com, like, in Japan, just everything, everyone just puts so much thought and detail into everything, and not for the sake of tourism, but for the sake of just, we want it to look beautiful, like, we care, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. like there's rivers and waterfalls everywhere um like generally the houses are really pretty like they look like traditional you know japanese architecture but they modernized it just like i don't know if there's a functionality to them but just they're just just for aesthetics and it's Mm. gorgeous um and uh tokyo itself i would i would describe tokyo itself as like you know i don't know if this is like maybe offensive to say but it's like um, I felt like being in Tokyo, I felt like I was in a website from 
the early internet days without ad block. There's just like so many signs <laughs> everywhere. It's like very overwhelming. There's too mm -hmm. much going on in this website. It's very flashy, you know, yeah. like 70 there's different like, pop ups. There's like a there's music playing that you can't pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't like find the source of the music. You're going through all your windows. Yeah, there's like so much happening, and like I don't understand the language. So it's just like, okay, all right, there's a lot to look at here. Hold on. You know? Oh man. And uh, I stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. There's like there's one time where like a little like came up. Like she was like I don't know. She's just running around like the area we were in, and she like stopped like in her tracks seeing me and my friend pass by and she's like oh foreigners but in like in <laughs> japanese <laughs> oh, we're <man>. aliens <laughs> i oh, i have had that that interaction where it's like ooh foreigners and i was in uh it was when i was in belize and it was just because almost no white people had ever been seen in like the little village we were in like Aren't you supposed to be like over there on the coast? <laughs> like, why are you here? Why are you here? I'm like, yeah, oh. like literally every time we saw another like white person, we'd just be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And especially like I had the brilliant freaking idea to tie my hair neon green before I went. Like, if I didn't stand out already. You know? <laughs> Uh, oh, so what man. were some of the things you did in Japan? Or I um, guess, aside from it being a vacation, was there anything else that uh, took you there? Um, I mostly wanted to go for the shopping, to be honest, because I'm really into fashion and stuff. So I really, really wanted to go to Harajuku, um, where they have like the really crazy clothes. And I wear typically like some weird shit. Like I'm wearing literally like a dragon tail skirt right now. <laughs> you can see that on the camera. <laughs> Oh, I like man. weird clothes, and so like I was ready to freaking replace my entire wardrobe with Japanese clothes because like just the styles they're into like are just all over the place, and I respect that, you know. Mm -hmm. Like particularly what they sell in Harajuku, I shouldn't say that like all of Japanese clothes because like they're pretty much I would describe general Japanese clothes as like, um, like dollish, um, modest, lots of pastels, like very like. Uh, there's no like shape to them. There's more of like a boxy look right now, kind of baggy. But like the stuff that they sell in Harajuku is a lot more like you would describe as like goth or punk. Like there's kawaii culture right now, cute culture, mm -hmm. um, where everyone's just very colorful and over the top, that sort of stuff. I love that stuff. So. Oh man. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I also got to go to Tokyo Disney, which was very crowded. I'm talking a three-hour wait for uh, Splash Mountain, but they had a whole um scare factory from monsters inc or i guess like a laugh factory now and like it was like i monsters inc is one of my favorite movies so i was like over the moon i was having so much fun <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's just interesting because for me personally i mean i live in the boonies i don't really go anywhere so every mm -hmm. time that like anything foreign is brought up i'm like oh my god wait you're telling me other things happen in the world <laughs> <laughs> oh man that sounds awesome though that sounds like a great time yeah like i've never actually been like overseas before i've been to the mm -hmm. caribbean like for cruises and stuff but mm -hmm. 
you know, you spend like one day in Mexico. Like I'm thankful for that, but right. like that's not really an experience of the culture. Like mm-hmm. this was actually taking a freaking 16 hour flight. Uh, and then like, <laughs> you know, like feeling like you're on another planet. Like it's just so different. Like just like the behavior and like the rules and like just how they treat the people, like the quality of life is just so different. Mm-hmm. and it's like it's crazy it's amazing very eye-opening like i want to see more of the world now i've always wanted to see more of the world but now that i've like been like wow like there's so much more out there like let's go you know yeah yeah my sister spent some time in uh east asia uh passed through japan on her way to thailand did some uh different advocacy stuff in uh in japan but she said uh, that we we had both gone to belize together that's the only time i'd ever been out she's like it totally different every bit of the culture and it's obvious to say but it doesn't really hit you until you are confronted by it like right in the face that you know every bit of like the ideas and like way people think about things in those countries down to like you're saying like in design of like buildings and like where things are and it's incredibly valuable to people to just take a quick you know second to think about how you'd want to go about a trip overseas because a lot of people kind of get slapped in the face by some of this stuff and they make an ass out of themselves. Yeah. Uh, did, did you make an ass out of yourself at all? I mean, like I told, so this is kind of dumb, but like before I left, I was like a bunch of like 20 things you need to know before you go to Japan, like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was like the people there are very quiet, you know, so they want to like, you know, like they don't want to bother anybody. Like I said, they're kind of like keeping to themselves. And I've been told that I can be a loud person and I get it from my mom. And so I'm like, okay, my goal is to just chillax a little bit more. <laughs> and then like, as soon as I step off the plane, my friend has a sign for me that says, come on and slam and welcome to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when they're like, they're picking you up from the airport, Super she has like, a sign for me. <laughs> and like, you know, I didn't, I couldn't read it when I first stepped out. And like, I spotted her as soon as I walked out of the gate. And like very loudly in front of all the Japanese people, I'm like, "What does that say?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and then be like, man. "Oh my god, hi!" And then I'm like, "Wait, hold on." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but like, generally, like I tried, like after that, like I tried really hard to like, you know, because I didn't understand the language. There's a lot of just like me, just kind of like quietly following my friend like a duckling and then you like anytime someone would talk to me I would either just be like arigato or I would like panic eyes look at my friend like what they say what like very just like keeping to myself and like there's a lot of times that I kind of like panicked on my own like I heard that like finger pointing is rude and I did that so much and every time I did it I was like damn it (laughs) oh man Um, and just like, you know, going back to like how I how I typically dress in the neon green hair, like aside from the fact that I'm already white, like, you mm-hmm. know, I everywhere I went, I just got the side eye of like, okay, that chick. <laughs> <laughs> in this quiet little Mount Fuji town, you know? Mm-hmm. So Oh man. So you said you went to Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking before the podcast, and you're from or at least in residing in the Orlando area. Yeah. So is it safe to me, safe for me to presume you've been to Disney uh, in Orlando? Yes, that's very, <laughs> oh, oh, very I thought this very was a secret. Like, I, was ah, I have not. 
Never. Uh, what is never. Disney? I have been there probably over a hundred, maybe even two hundred times. I worked oh there. For a bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been to um, Disney World. Uh, I actually performed at Downtown Disney in high school, but that's a side story. Um, nice. What were like the big differences at Tokyo Disney versus uh, Disney Orlando? Okay, so first of all, very widespread. Like, this is so strange to me because, like, in Japan, um, because it's a small country, everything's very, like, condensed. Like, you mm -hmm. go into the stores and everything's, like, a little on the claustrophobic side. Um, but, and, like, it's kind of like in New York City, just, like, everything's just kind of, like, a bunch of people in a small place. And for some reason, like, you know, Tokyo Disney is just, like, it's it feels like regular Disney World, but just like someone stretched it out. There's so much blank space. Hmm. Like the roads are so wide. And like if you think of like um, you know, the main courtyard of Disney World where like the castle is and stuff, mm -hmm. it's like four times bigger. It's huge. But there's also like I think like that's a smart thing in the case that like there's so many people. Like and I also went on like a holiday week. I was there week which is when all schools are out like you know here we have spring break and then like one school's right. like oh i have spring break these dates and then the other <laughs> school's like i'm going these dates no every school all grades are out this whole week so it was very <laughs> oh, <no>. very crowded <laughs> um and like you know imagine or like you know some people watching might not be familiar with disney but so like you know when there's a parade for example like you have the sidewalk and like there are people right at the line watching the parade and there's some people like standing behind them and that's kind of it the parades at um tokyo disneyland like had rows upon rows of people sitting down and like it's not a sidewalk it's like i can't even describe it just like i guess like it's a seating area you know, it's just like this huge block of people all sitting down. And then you have the other group of people all standing behind them, like this just huge chunk of like space between where you are, like at the at the back of the group versus where the parade actually is, you know, mm -hmm. it's insanity. And um, like like I said, you know, three hour wait for splash mountain and i know it was a holiday so it could have been that but um you know my friend said that like she's heard that like generally like you know the weight can be kind of crazy and like i kind of i noticed because we actually only went on two rides there because it was that crowded but like generally we like like the um the entertainment aspect of disney and the atmosphere so we felt all right but so mm -hmm. we were on we were on the line for um the monsters inc ride because i had to go on that and we we only the line that we were on we were only um the amount of space that we moved was not that much like we only like went around a corner and down a little hallway but and so like we were on that line for an hour and a half for such a short space wow. of, and like the reasoning is because if you have a fast pass mm -hmm. oh yeah like Everybody's they're pretty much they're letting all of the fast passers in and in Disney World, how it works is that, like, they pretty much let in, like, a little bit of Fast Pass, and then they let in regular people, a little bit of Fast Pass, a little bit of regular people. Mm -hmm. And then they might focus on Fast Pass a little bit more because, like, maybe, like, that time slot is ending, so they want to get everybody in. Um, but this one, 
it took so long to get on the ride because they would literally just focus on the fast passes for forever. <laughs> and then like maybe like 20 minutes later, they'll let a few people on the regular line in. That was not cool. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I'd be losing my shit if I just saw like 50 <laughs> people go past me and we move up I mean, like, like two spaces. The waiting area was literally the lobby of my so I wasn't complaining. Mm -hmm. But like when we were at the end of the line, they let in one family ahead of us. So we were at the bar where the lady was like, okay, now hold on. And we watched her just let all the fast passes in and we're like, wow, <laughs> this is why. Got it. Oh, man. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Also, Wait another there, different thing. Another cool thing about them, um, this is also like a general uh, Japan thing, but like their food is also really cute. Like they put a lot of thought into that too. Mm -hmm. So like in Disney World, well, Disney World in, in America, we have like, you know, if you want lunch, you got like burgers and fries, whatever, right. chicken nuggets. Um, they had like... Um, you know, rice with Mickey-shaped ham, and they had, and for, we couldn't figure out how they did this, but they had hard-boiled eggs with the yolk in the shape of Mickey. What? How, how do you do that? <laughs> what? And what we had for lunch is that we had, um, it was uh, Mickey gloves made out of um, Chinese dumplings. You know, that was the burger, like holding mm -hmm. our burger. And we got Mike Wazowski um cookie sandwiches so it was like his face and then i had marshmallows in it to make like teeth oh my and just God. like there's like a picture on my instagram of it but just like just, just the, the fine details you know good job japan you know they <laughs> <Fake> care <laughs> i'm just thinking about that poor chicken right now that poor chicken <laughs> being fondled in mickey's hands <laughs> just trying to figure someone's just Messing with that poor chicken to get it. I just gotta know, move man. the chicken around a little bit every now and my, then. My theory, though this sounds so complicated, but yet Japan, I don't I wouldn't be surprised. I think they might like hard boil the egg and then like scoop out like with like a little like circle, like a melon mm -hmm. thing, like two little ears for it, and then like add more yolk to or like See, that's what I was thinking. They probably have, like, an extra regular hard-boiled egg that they, like, cut into, like, slices to, like, stick mm -hmm. into, like, the holes or something. I don't know. I need to find, like, a how it, you know? Here, here's my theory, is that they have, um, they, they mostly hard-boil the egg, enough to where the whites are set but not the yolk, and then they, like, get, like, some sort of maybe plastic bit, you know, like a cookie cutter, basically, and then finish cooking the egg with that plastic, you know, cookie cutter bit in See, to get it to set i don't know how hard-boiled eggs usually work because like i know you usually cook it like still in the shell and stuff like that mm -hmm. so like i don't know if there's a process of like already like cooking it outside mm -hmm. of the i don't know you yeah. can you can uh get the yolk partially cooked um yeah. get it like runny so you can have like a runny hard-boiled egg mm -hmm. um, that's my that's my guess i'm not a professional chef I still like the conspiracy that they just move the chickens around a lot. I'm I'm sticking with that one. I, I think the that's genetically my vote. modified chickens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just McDonald's oh. chickens. They even have the ears. It's crazy. If anyone could figure it out, it's Disney. <laughs> True. The uh, what are they? The Fungineers? Is that what they? Imagineers. 
Imagineers, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Imagineers <laughs> spend a lot of time on that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Fungineers, I'm sounding like a jackass over here. <laughs> what? Uh, never. Fungin. Never. I never make an ass of myself on this show. Fungin is a uh, Wreck-It Ralph joke. <laughs> the Fungin. It's, it's a fun dungeon, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, outside of uh, Tokyo Disney, any other like just amazing things that happened to you or that you experienced in Japan? Um, I got to go to the uh, Kauai Monster Cafe. That was that was a big highlight because it was like, uh, you know, I'm really into like monsters and stuff. And then like, um, so it was this really colorful, over the top cafe. I can't even like really describe to you what the inside looked like. It looked like, um, like uh, sculptures that looked like gooey frosting or like slime or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like really weird decorations. Like we had like a bunny head over our table and then like there was a bunch of mirrors and like weird lights and there were like um, octopus arms coming out from the floors and there was a carousel um, and all the waiters um, had like gigantic big colorful hair and like crazy outfits and giant platform shoes. Ed, I also have colorful, colorful hair and platform shoes, so <laughs> they accepted me as one as their own. <laughs> so, like, every yeah. few hours or whatever, they would do a show, and they were speaking in Japanese, but I didn't realize they were calling up a volunteer, but, like, I did see one, like, look going around, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, searching the audience, mm-hmm. and um, then, like, she came up to me, and she, like, took my hands, and my friends were like, go, go, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and they pulled me up and so they taught us like a little monster dance and like it was like they taught me like legit a whole like choreography routine right there <laughs> and i was just kind of like figuring it out like in japanese like we do that then that <laughs> got it all right <laughs> and then they played them they're like okay and then you repeat that three times you got that and i'm like yeah and <laughs> my friend got it all on film and uh check out my youtube channel and i'll have a vlog all about it pretty soon you know Um, but that was a big highlight. (laughs) Um, and what else, what else was cool? Um, let's see, I went to Hakone, which I can't really tell you what like the significance of that place is, but it is like a tourist spot Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, they have pirate ships there for some reason. And I'm really into pirates. And if you can see like the wheel I have in the back (laughs) of my webcam (laughs) and, um, uh, so we got to ride on the pirate ship, and they have like these really pretty views of the, um, like the mountains, and there's a volcano there. And we took a sky car that went over the volcano, except it was raining that day, so it was super foggy. So going over the volcano was just kind of going over like a fog. So we were just like, well, we're waiting for the pterodactyl <laughs> attack, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and what else? What else? Um. I saw Detective Pikachu before all you people did. <laughs> oh! Oh my no! god. No! no! They had uh, English dub with um, Japanese subtitles, so we mm. saw like the regular version. And no spoilers. Oh, now it's <laughs> no, it's fine. It's already spoiled for me. It's already ruined. She already saw it. Basically ruined. <laughs> all I have to say about it in a very, very you know how when you're a child and like you always wish that pokemon were real or at least i did yeah um wait that stops when you're a child 
<laughs> I I mean, you know, for some that's people, what all my, not that's what all my birthday us, wishes were for like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I, my friend told me she felt this exact same way when it opens up. Mm-hmm. Like you're like me and her were like immediately tearing up because like mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. You see the real world and you see the Pokemon there in a very realistic way, and there they are, you know. And like, imagine if this came out when you were a kid, like, you know, this is basically a childhood dream come true. Like the inner you is just like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely recommend seeing it twice only because you're the first time seeing it. You're so giddy about being like, oh, there's that Pokemon. Look there in the background. There's that one. And like, you're not really paying attention to like what's happening. Yeah. Like, there's a few plot points where, like, my friend was like, oh, it's this! And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Like, uh, highly recommend. Oh, man. Awesome. I'm sure me and Ren will will talk about that when we finally get to watch it here in the States. Yeah, now I'm so jealous. (laughs) Um, So, I'm assuming... And you can, you know, call me an ass if I'm assuming too much here. Uh, on your way back, you're probably sleeping for the most part. But on your way there, there's a lot of layovers. It's a long uh, flight. I'm sure you're not sleeping for the entire flight. Um, what were you doing on the on your way there to entertain yourself? Watching movies. <laughs> Watching movies. You weren't playing any games at all? I did actually play. Um, so before going, I was planning to bring my Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I was packing up my bag and I have like a little, um, just like a little pouch where I keep the games. And um, so like, well, it's the pouch that I keep my 3DS games in. But so I was taking all my Switch games being like, all right, I'm going to unpack all these and I'm going to put them into this little pouch and, you know, I'll figure out what game I play later. But so I was pulling out like Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, all these games. And I was like, I don't know which one I feel like playing. And then I pulled out my 3DS, you know, the the little pouch. And I was like starting to take out those games so I can remove like, you know, trade them off with the Switch games. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, I want to play this one. Oh, I haven't really played through that one, you know, and all that. So I decided in the end to bring my 3DS. And on the train, or not the train, the plane, I was... Uh, playing Majora's Mask 3D. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Was this a replay through for you, or was this like a first experience? Oh, yeah, it was a replay through. <laughs> I cosplay as Skull Kid. <laughs> it's like, it's my favorite uh, mm. Zelda game. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Zelda person at all. Like, you can... <gasps> I feel I, so it bad. kind of missed me. I, I feel know, so it... bad. I played the original, like the NES Zelda, and then the uh, Link to the Past. And then I missed oh, every man. other Zelda game until Breath of the Wild, and I was like, this is amazing. What have I missed uh, all my life, dude? I mean, Breath of the Wild is very different mm-hmm. from what we've been getting for the past, like, decade or so, whatever, 15 years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild's amazing. But um, uh, I appreciate the Legend of Zelda series because I love... Um, I love the stories that they have. I love the character designs. Mm-hmm. I love the music. Um, yeah. Just the world that they've built is so cool. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of like, you know, like if you were to ask me like what my favorite fictional characters are, like, you know, in the whole world, like at least three of them are from Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, like 
the brands that are the the series that I'm really into, like I'm into Ninja Turtles, Disney, Legend of Zelda, or like, mm-hmm. or at least like Nintendo. Like I love right. it so much. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I, I have played a Zelda game, but I feel like if I say what Zelda game I mostly played through, people are going to be very angry and be like, That's well, that you just have Zelda to tell game. us. Was it the C- CDI? <laughs> Oh. And an hourglass. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. That, one, that one's I'm like that one I know is not like a fan. Like I've heard that one is just like <laughs> what? I like I started playing that one and it's it's all right. I because I really like Wind Waker. So mm-hmm. and Tetra is one of my favorite characters too. Um, so like I was excited to like go back into that world and it's like also more piratey. Like you got like that guy um who like you're traveling with the whole game and i like how a lot of the gameplay um is so heavily based on drawing i thought mm-hmm. that was really cute um but that one temple that you have to keep on going back to so annoying <laughs> yeah with like the with like the stealth you know the you have to sneak golems. past like yeah. yeah the golems with the uh with the triangle view that you have to stay out of and yeah yeah, so anyone who's not familiar in the chat, just, like, basically between every, like, I guess level of the game, you have to go back to this one temple, and, like, there's different floors to it. So it's, like, you play the first floor, then you go do one level, then you have to play through the first floor, then the second floor, and then you go back to another level. First yeah. floor, second floor, third floor. You have to keep replaying really? this level. Also, yeah. it's under a time limit. You know, it's called the Phantom Hourglass because you literally have a Phantom Hourglass that, like, mm-hmm. like times you every time you're in there. Um, and also, like, you tell me because you've played this. Don't they, do they, like, take away your sword or something? I think at one point, I haven't played that since mm, <laughs> middle school. Because um, I'm remembering being kind of defenseless in that area. I only did it, like... I think so. I I just remember as a middle schooler when I should have had the patience for that kind of shit, I did not. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. am I gonna have to go? I think it was like at the third time, because mm-hmm. you're right. It's like you go do like the you do it the first time, then you do it, the, you know, then you have to go through the uh, second floor, uh, third floor again, and whatever else. And I'm like, I have to go back here again. I remember thinking that I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I, it's like I think what happened with me is that. I wasn't hating the game. I was like appreciating it, like mm-hmm. for what it was. It definitely wasn't a favorite, but I was like, you know, fine. I was riding the ride, and uh, I think I was on like the third time being at that temple, and then I died. And I was like, I don't want to go through those first <laughs> two floors again Mm-mm. just to get back here. I think I'm putting this down for now, and then I just never picked it back up. Um, yeah, sucks because no. when you put down a game like that, you kind of have to restart it. Like, yeah so yeah that was kind of what happened i it <laughs> i'm like i didn't have the patience for it and i certainly wouldn't have the patience for it now <laughs> there's something to be said that um with <laughs> games like that like where the constant backtracking i i have lost all sorts of patience for that i mean i mean Skyrim is about the only game with the constant backtracking that i can handle <laughs> like so i'm not being a hypocrite here like there's also a lot of tracking in majora's mask I just mm-hmm. think it's done better in that game. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, with Majora's Mask, are you guys familiar with that game? 
I'm not uh, a friend. Somewhat. I'm somewhat familiar with that. I've watched a bit of it, and I remember like a long time ago, I had a friend that played a ton of it, and all I had to do was I I was I was allowed to watch. <laughs> that was basically, <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine, this is cool. Right. I mean, like the concept of that game, and like the reason. There, uh, I've never seen anything like that. You you cut out towards the uh, middle of that. Go ahead and you, say it again. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's all good. Uh, okay. Um, when I was a kid, like, I never saw anything like that before, and I can't, mm-hmm. like, imagine any games that are like that now. But so uh, the concept of Majora's Mask is you, um, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day. You only have three days to get your shit done, and then, like, you use those three days to, like, get, like, a portion of the game done, and then mm-hmm. you play the ocarina to go back in time and start those three days again. And, but like you do like something different every cycle, like, you know, like one cycle, I'm going to do the forest temple. One cycle, I'm going to do the water, uh, you know, the great Bay temple. And um, there's no forest temple. It's uh, the swamp. Uh, So like, um, and then like some people don't like it because if you don't beat these temples by the three days are up, Mm -hmm then you have to basically redo that whole thing. But they give you so much time to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's even, like, you know, a song you can play to slow down the thing. Like, everyone always tells me that, like, they because they can't handle the time limit. Right. But it's like, they give you so much time. Right. Like, you can beat a temple in, like, one day, you know? Yeah. Like, some of them are a little complicated. And then, like, there's, like, a side quest sort of things. Like, you know, you can collect, like you know, this many fairies to get an upgrade to your magic or something. And uh, I usually just kind of ignore them. If you want to 100% the game, you know, fine, go ahead. And even so, like, it's even not that hard to find all of them, you know? Right. Like, the worst thing is freaking in the 3DS uh, remake, they made the bosses more frustrating. Like, that was what made the time the time mm-hmm. limit hard for me, is that, like, it would it took me, like, a full day to do freaking twin mold. Fuck twin mold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's, yeah, no. Again, there's like there's literally footage online of me crying over that. <laughs> <laughs> no broken controller. Uh no, like I have a um uh not under Arch Ninja Turtle, I have another channel uh called Raphael. It's uh Raph like Raphael, but spelled mm-hmm. R A P H I E L L E. So it's a mix between my name and Raphael. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first time I ever beat Majora's Mask, I recorded the whole ending to it. And like sometimes, like some people do this, I like to do this. Before you beat the game, you try to like defeat all of the bosses again of all mm-hmm. of, like the levels, just so because like you know there's the time travel thing happening. Right. So. Like, you defeated the Great Bay Temple boss several cycles ago. Like, in right. this particular cycle, it happened. So, like, before you completely finish the game, it's kind of fun to go back and, like, you don't have to replay the temples, but just, like, go and fight all the bosses, do any of the side quests that has, like, meaning to you. Like, there's, like, one very famous side quest about, like, a romance that people like to do. Um, you know, I like to fulfill that one. You know, you have to save a ranch at one point. I like to do that one. And then, um, so, like, I have this recording of me basically, like, defeating all of the important stuff before actually defeating the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went back to freaking Twin Mold, that one boss, and I was, like, 
Like, it took me so long, and I was just so angry, like, you know, <laughs> tears in my eyes. Just like, I just want to be done. Oh, my God. Like, why? Like, <laughs> how many times have I hit you? This is a Zelda boss. Three hits. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my scare streaming down your face. Why won't you die? <laughs> they just made it, like, they, they changed all the bosses in the 3DS, and I hate it so mm. much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I don't know. I mean, I've realistically because I haven't played that one recently. The only thing I can really compare any Zelda game to, honestly, is just Breath of the Wild. That's the only one I've recently played, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that game. Like I adore it on so many other levels that I did not expect me to adore it at all. At, like not in the slightest. I thought it was gonna be like this is good. It's okay. It's overhyped. And I played it and I was like, wait a minute, there's a lot of really tiny details. That's like the nice thing, because even when you watch like other playthroughs of Zelda games, you see the amount of detail they put into things. Like there's a lot of effort all over the place. I I actually went into Breath of the Wild like doubtful because I I am not really one to play a lot of open world games like I play Mm. Minecraft, but like I'm a stickler to what Legend of Zelda has been for a long time. And also, right. I feel like Let's Plays of Breath of the Wild aren't that entertaining. So, like, mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, discouraged going in. And I went in, like, kind of a skeptic. Like, they have, like, that whole, like, beginning area. And I was just kind of, like, making fun of it. And, like, <laughs> you know, I was trying to be like, nah, I don't care. But then, like, I ended up, I was, like, it's called the Great Plateau, like, the, the first mm-hmm. area. I was in the Great Plateau for, like, I think more time than other people like like everyone's got their own adventure happening but I was there right. for so long and I got like really attached to the old man who's like yeah. helping you out mm-hmm. and like you know just like as a friend and like a mentor and stuff and but I've seen let's play so I like I know like mm-hmm. where the story goes and I was like but right. I I don't really want to go into it like I'm enjoying <laughs> this section and then like once like the story moved forward I was like all right I'm not doing it for Zelda I'm doing it for the old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like just like again, everyone has their own story, but like I like accidentally tripped into the Zora area mm-hmm. and like just like my own story was playing out and like I was just so blown away by just like every little corner having its own thing happening. Yeah. Just so much to do. And what I've been telling people, like, I oh my god, I played that game for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Like I would like do like my job at night, but I <laughs> so much, so many hours went into that game. And the worst thing about that game is mm-hmm. beating it. Yeah. Don't, don't go to Ganon. Just, just keep playing. I, I didn't want to at all. Like, okay. So, so this is my little story on this one. So uh, when I started playing it, I actively tried not to watch any real gameplay of it. I wanted it to be a fairly blind experience for me. I didn't want to like just spoil it for myself outright. Because I know it's, like, pretty obvious. It's, like, you go beat Ganon and it's Zelda, duh. Like, but, yeah. but I was, like, I have no idea what's going on in it. So I thought at the start, like, I thought I already had access to most of the game. I didn't realize I was just stuck on the Great Plateau. And that was it. And I was, like, this is a decent size area. And I'm, like, what's <laughs> over there? And I look at the mountain. I'm, like, that's a really cool mountain. And I see something climbing on the mountain. Like, (laughs) all the way from the Great Plateau, and I'm, like, shitting my pants over here, like, oh, no. What is that? It's out to murder me. I don't want this in my life. Oh, Oh my God. God. It was a fantastic adventure. The the one thing I kept on finding out was, like, 
it wasn't necessarily like that it was an open world game or anything like that for me i i don't really i I kind of agree with you open world games there's only like a few that really do it well and then the rest are okay like they're like Mm -hmm. you play them and you're like i get it and then you move on that's usually how it goes but uh it, it kept on just throwing nonstop surprises at me that was really where it started selling me on it was like i was like okay Really basic mechanic, seems good, whatever. And then it's like, wait a minute. I can tie balloons onto objects and then fly <laughs> the balloon object into the fucking sunset and then probably fall and die. But, like, before that part, I'm having a blast, dude. I'm having a wonderful adventure. The fact that, like, the gameplay is set up that you do things however you want it. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. The first thing I did when I left the Great Plateau was that I set a goal for myself to... Um, uh, I forgot the word, but like, um, I don't know, like you're setting up all the towers yeah, to like, the you towers. know, get your map. Yeah, and like there were very obviously towers that I should mm-hmm. not have been at with like <laughs> yeah. three hearts, you know. Yeah. But like, I made them work for me. Like the freaking right. um Hyrule Field Tower, mm-hmm. where there's like all the guardians around it, like the the yeah. strongest baddies in the game. <laughs> I'm just like, I found a very high. Cl- and just kind of like swooped over them and they're all aiming their lasers at me <laughs> dropped down where they couldn't get me and then like climbing up the tower i would like climb up the ladder then like hide behind a, a platform climb uh-huh. up the ladder hide behind the platform just like and i figured out every tower just ninjaing my way through it mm-hmm. and um just like other little things about the game like i said that i tripped into the zora area and like i had nothing on me i was like i don't feel prepared for this and they're all like go help us go get arrows from the Lionel. And I'm like, I hear Lionels are really bad. So I'm just going to go. <laughs> and Prince Sidon is like, yeah, I'll meet you at the waterfall. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then like, I didn't see him. <laughs> but yeah. then like, I came back like, that was the last temple I defeated. And I was mm-hmm. like, like I was bulked up and I was like, Sidon, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because this was one of my, like, first uh, Zelda games in, like, the longest period of time, I didn't know what Lynels were. I didn't know, like, a whole bunch of stuff. And I just saw, like, I found a Lynel in the middle of, like, a snowy area. And he was oh just staring God. me down. And, I like, at first I was panicking because he was, like, he, he was big. He looked like he was going to murder me, but he wasn't doing anything. And I was like, huh, strange? Can't tell if you're broken or if that's just how you work? Whatever, I'll walk away. And while I'm walking away, I'm I'm still watching him because I'm like, there's no possible way that this is going to go well for me, right? <laughs> and I'm out of nowhere. He just, like, he pulls out, I think he, like, pulled out a bow or something? I don't even remember. Yep. But yeah. he just, like, he just, like, he wanted me dead. He did not want me <laughs> in existence anymore. Yep. And I was all like, oh, I'm seven fucking miles away. This guy's not going to do shit. What's and that little so light cute. thing at me? <laughs> oh, no. And so I'm just booking it. I'm just trying to live. And oh, my God. I don't know. I, I found that to be the best part was, like, especially going into it blind where you have no fucking idea what, like, I I walked into uh, the um, castle and I knew, I knew it was Ganon's castle. Like, obviously, it's the only fucking giant castle in existence, you know, probably main boss territory. Makes sense. So I get in, into there, and I'm just, I'm not even trying to get to the end boss at all. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. even remotely. I'm just exploring. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in here. I fucking snuck in here. Nobody knows I'm in. I'm a sneaky boy. I'm basically Snake from Metal Gear. Nobody knows I'm here. I have a cardboard box ready. I am good to go. 
And so I'm just like, I'm exploring. I'm like, oh, I'm going to climb up this waterfall using ice pillars because I'm smart. And I go up there. And then I started, like, I ran into the little room where you encounter all the bosses. And I didn't Uh know that was a thing because apparently if if you kill them in the, like, the normal way where you actually go and you fight all the, uh, the temple bosses that way, one by one, they don't show up in that room. I didn't know that. And I only killed one at this point. So I was like, oh, look, a room. And I went in. And it was all, like, it was three bosses, just back after back after back. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I just went out, but I can't leave. And I somehow huh. killed him, and then Ganon showed up and one-shot me. And I was like, that's probably for the best. I don't think I should be here. Oh, so was that, does that happen in the Ganon room? Yeah, yeah. Before you okay. actually fight Ganon, you encounter all the temple bosses that you are, like, normally supposed to encounter through the uh, and- actual thing. And if you don't defeat them, they're there in front of Ganon. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So funny thing that you mentioned the uh, the water experience. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I did this on. I decided to beat Breath of the Wild on a Twitch stream, mm-hmm. and the first thing I did, and like this was the first time I was in Ganon's tower, and I was like ready to make the whole stream, like oh, going through the castle and exploring <laughs> and eventually getting to Ganon. So, like, I go up this one area, and first, I get locked in a room with a Lionel. Like, yeah, just yes. me and him. <laughs> and, and like, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I have great armor. I have, like, <laughs> everything. I'm good to go. I defeated the whole game. Like, I 100%ed it. Let's go. And he's kicking my ass, because I never learned how to properly fight in that game. <laughs> yeah. And so, he's, like, he's killing me. And so, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my I'm just gonna go, and mm-hmm. I like climbed up a wall, climbed out a window, and I'm like, yeah. "All right, now I'm safe." And then two gu- guardians start like, you know, aiming their lasers at me, and yeah. the Lionel is still shooting his arrows at me through the window. <laughs> so two guardians and a Lionel after me, and I like panic run into the river, and I start trying to like swim up the waterfall. Yeah, and the the guardians <laughs> and, the, and the Lionel keep shooting at me, so I keep falling off the waterfall, and I. Finally, after like, I'm talking like eight tries, mm-hmm. I'm finally up the waterfall. I land on the bridge and I'm like, <sighs> I turn around, I take like two steps to the side and I'm in the Ganon room. That's, and I'm like, wait, that's what? exactly what happened to me. <laughs> like a hundred percent because I wasn't ready at all. I was just exploring. I was like, this is neat, dude. There's all sorts of stuff here. And I ran into the Lionel room, but I didn't realize that there was supposed to be a Lionel in there in the first place. So I went in actively going to climb up that wall. Yeah, there's nothing I, in there. Yeah, I went and climbed like the split second I entered. I was like, I'm just going to climb up this wall and walk around. I don't want to go through this fucking room. This looks sketchy. And sure enough, there's a giant Lionel just sitting in the room waiting for me. And I was like, you're going to yeah. die today. <laughs> yeah, like, what happens ah. is that you walk into that room and it's clear. And then like they lock. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Dig <man>. move. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but horrifying yeah, yeah. In, in short i fucking absolutely love that game i like the amount of like freedom it gives you because you can yeah. i i stumbled into well i had this like uh when you go to the it's not the like first real npc you talk to i think it's the second one where you actually get the ability to scan things if i remember that that's how that works or you can be at least like search for specific items from oh, that uh, person yes yeah and I went to the top of that mountain and I saw out in the middle of the ocean just a little tiny temple. And I'm like, I have a personal vendetta. I need this temple. It's going <laughs> to happen. I know I'm not supposed to be there, but it's going to happen 
And so I'm like gearing up. I bought like, or I got so much stamina stuff so that way I could just fly all the way there. And I'm streaming this, so I'm like, I'm turning on Pirates of the Caribbean music. We're going in. <laughs> it's happening. And so we finally get there. I'm like, I feel like a god. And I went in and instantly died. And I was like, okay. was it like the challenge of strength? Yeah, it was. It was the those. major challenge of strength. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yep. It was my yep. first like real challenge like that. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. Whatever. And then you one shot me. And it's like, <sighs> I would literally like walk in and then walk out of those. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I got good at them, but like. For a while, I was just like, I'm just going to shoot you with ice arrows. Just mm-hmm. keep a distance, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. But, but yeah. I don't know. I, I really like the amount of freedom that it gives you. You can make your own mistakes, and then you get to feel like an idiot for it. But everything else, you feel like the smartest guy in the world. You're like, I fucking just snuck past, like, all these dudes. They had no idea what was coming. I'm a god. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing game. Fantastic. Oh, I feel man. like, I will say, I hope that... Because, like, after Ocarina of Time came out, like, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, you said that yeah, you kind of, like, missed those games. But, like, Ocarina of Time kind of, like, set the bar and, like, the formula for mm-hmm. uh, Zelda for many, you know, iterations of the game as they, you know, over the decades or decade. And um, so Breath of the Wild was, like, a whole new thing. And so people are saying that um, they're probably going to go along with this formula from now on. And it's like, there's definitely elements to it that I will welcome, but I really mm-hmm. hope that they bring back other things from the other games that I missed, yeah. like the more story yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I love Ganondorf. I want Ganondorf. I don't want, like, a big pig monster, smoky pig monster. You know, mm-hmm. I want, like, you know, I want him. And, uh, yeah, just, like, I, I like the stories that they bring in. So, like, yeah. I hope that, like, there's still, like, that freedom of, like, doing it in whatever way you can but just like just more of that you know yeah i i will agree because like realistically i didn't really care about the story the entire time i played it i was kind of just like i want to go find that thing what's that about never was it like i really want to know the story and how this is really like panning out it was never like the case like that and i mean there's situations where you get to see a little bit into that and you're like that's pretty cool but at the same mm-hmm. time when I was playing, I was like, this, I'm just, I'm running around. I'm having a great time. But th- I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It definitely did not have, like, any realistic story elements that really were there to, like, keep you entertained and enthused. It was, like, heavily, at least the way I saw it, it was heavily revolved around, like, the gameplay mechanic. And that was yeah. realistically it. I liked the the most, the thing I liked the most about their story was I really liked the, um, the champions, those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like their interactions and stuff, but mm-hmm. I couldn't give less shits about Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, exactly. I didn't like their interpretation of her. And like yeah. I said, I wasn't doing it for her. I was doing it for the old man, you know. <laughs> um, doing it for you, Grandpa. <laughs> I didn't like the voice they gave her. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I felt yeah, I found myself kind of avoiding the story for the most part. Like, you know, I yeah. said that like I ran away from Zora portion, like they tried to pull me into that and I was like, No, I'm I, not ready. I found the exact same thing for myself too. It was all like, you should go do this so that way you can get this story stuff going. It's like, ah, I wanna go find some towers. Yeah, like wait. the first <laughs> the first actual story thing I did was that like I was in the village, the people, and mm-hmm. 
um, again, I just kind of, like, happened to stumble into that one. And mm. then, like, you know, you meet, like, the guy who helps you out. And I was just, like, yeah. I kind of felt for him. And he was yeah. just, like, wow, like, you're really good at archery. Well, you want to join me? And I'm, like, uh, sure, I'm not doing anything. And, like, so I, it was just, like, a very casual sort of story experience of just, like, all right, you know, I'm feeling kind of strong and brave. Like, you know, you seem like you need help. I'll help you out. And I went to mm. the, the, you know, the big bird thing with him. And I did my own, you know, I did that part of the story. You know, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, it all just felt very natural. Just like I was, I had my journey, you know, it was happening. And then, you know, if I happened to stumble into, you know, this episode of the game, so be it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry for <clears throat> sidelining the uh, entire <laughs> podcast, Danny. My bad. My apologies. I know that you haven't really played a lot of like uh, Zaldo. But, oh, uh, it's fine. Th this immediately got brought up, and I was like, I need to talk about this 100%. What's what? happening? Well, hold on, Ren. What happens whenever we talk about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I get to sit here like a good boy and just try not to grab my Switch and play. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Ren. I don't know Same. anything about Dungeons and Dragons. So. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's all good. Um,. So you're talking about sidelining, but I think this is a kind of a good way to go um, into Minecraft updates. Have you guys played the Minecraft updates at all? I, I meant to play a little bit before I got on stream today. So just mm -hmm. so I can see, I'm so excited to look at that. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, was there a massive update or something? It was pretty decent. So they uh, added a bunch of um a bunch of new like blocks uh that like new crafting stations and stuff like that so some of them being um like a bonfire that you can create that'll cast light but you also can cook four items on it at a time um two upgrades to the furnace one called the smoker that uh does uh increased it's just like faster cooking, and then you have like uh, one for ore called the blast furnace. That's fat, um, faster, you know, ore smelting. But with both of those, you take a little bit of a hit on um, a little bit of a hit on your XP gain from it. There's crossbows, which you can get from these roaming hostile mobs called illagers. I think pillagers. I think uh, they're pillagers, but illagers. So funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's something. Because we got sick loot. Yeah, so there's a pillager. Basically, whenever you kill a pillager or like a pillager captain or something like that, um, you get this curse on you that anytime you enter a village, uh, mm -hmm. they raid. And so you get like these four waves um, that these pillagers will come and attack the, the village. And then once you actually defeat the raid, the uh, villagers will trade with you at like a reduced price so mm -hmm. you can like in the server that i'm running right now that i have on my stream uh the village like right next to our town we've done a couple raids there's one farmer that will sell you or will buy uh wheat from you for like 14 mm -hmm. uh like 14 wheat to one emerald and he'll just two emeralds or uh, two wheats two wheat <laughs> for one emerald so stuff like that um mm -hmm. they introduced a stone cutting a uh, block that you can use to um, make stairs of 
any block basically really and it makes it so yeah and it makes it so uh stairs aren't expensive really anymore like when you make stairs it's what six blocks for mm -hmm. four now it's one for one yeah wow so wow uh yeah there's wow. a couple other things i mean uh i think pandas were added foxes were added mm -hmm. um or fox foxes fox yeah i don't know i've only been fox speaking eye. this language fox eye <laughs> i've only been <laughs> speaking this uh, this language my entire life mm -hmm. um they added bamboo oh they added uh barrels as another just like form of storage Ooh, kitty cat with the mustache <laughs> <laughs> sorry distracted um what else have they added um yeah that's i think that's like the gist of the update pretty fun the the village and village aspect of it is actually really enjoyable mm -hmm. they um i think they increase like the spawn rate of villages in general because at least on our server there's five or six uh five or six villages like within like a 500 block radius of our main little area i'm like nice <laughs> I'm like just gonna go on ahead and you know raid mm -hmm. all of these of all their resources and leave uh, yeah, yeah it's, I'm it's, the kind it's... of person who uh, always raids the books because yeah. <laughs> books are a pain in the ass to make read yeah. wood <laughs> fuck <laughs> that <laughs> yeah um, so overall I, yeah <laughs> yeah the leather's a pain in the ass especially because we do uh, we're on a, um, a service called Atronos which is like just a free service mm-hmm um and so if uh you're in um sorry i got distracted by someone in chat <laughs> um what was i just atronos yeah if you have like more than like 25 individual animals in a farm like the server starts to like lag the fuck out mm -hmm. that's a little bit of an exaggeration but like i had the problem where like a bunch of randos were joining and yeah. just having massive chicken farms i'm like yeah can we not <laughs> Like all these entities literally kill the server. <laughs> so we made it a rule. It's like um, no private livestock farms. Mm -hmm. Everything's got to be like where I can control the population. <laughs> um, and that's worked out okay so far. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun little update uh, testing it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been a it, long time. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, this is probably the update that probably is going to bring me back for a little bit longer than the last one. Really? Last okay. update. Yeah, the last update just didn't do much for me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I didn't like the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> the ocean update just... Yay, tridents. <laughs> Fucking trident. <laughs> so, uh, so for me personally, um, mm -hmm. I played it here and there recently, but not really. Like, I haven't gotten, like, back into it. I used to play a long time ago, back, like, I think it was 1.2.5, and that was, like, probably, like, seven years ago at this point, and I used to play it a ton Damn. then. But uh, I haven't really gotten back into it. But hearing about all this new stuff, because I, I did see the ocean update. I did actually get a chance to see that. And honestly, when I stepped in from, like, seven years to, like, that, I was like, the fuck happened to this game? <laughs> There's turtles everywhere. What's going on? Is that a dolphin? Oh, it's man. It's a fucking dolphin. Yeah. My friends and I have actually been playing Minecraft 
um, not recently because I've been in Japan, but um, mm-hmm. like the past like two, three months ish, we've been playing Minecraft uh, hardcore together, like mm-hmm. on, like setting out to defeat the Ender Dragon without dying. You know, it's like right. a big journey. And then, like, if someone dies, it's, like, really dramatic. Um, and we actually record that, so um, that's going to be a series that's going to be coming out on my Let's Play channel. And uh, also, I've been doing, like, Minecraft Sundays on my mm-hmm. Twitch, where uh, my friend and I are have been, you know, just playing Minecraft. So I've been doing a lot of Minecraft recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, getting a lot of uh, content from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a good, it's a good, like, reset. Um, every so often I just get so frightened because mostly I play shooters. Yeah. Um, with Ren getting Rainbow Six Siege. (laughs) (laughs) Um, sometimes like I I just get too bogged down in shooters and Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'll go through like a spout where it's just about spout. What the fuck am I saying? Yeah. About where I just can't do anything in shooters. So I kind of go back to Minecraft and just like. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. It's because like, oh my god, shooters will drive you insane after a certain yeah. point. It's just bound to happen. You're like, you'll. For me personally, I try to like stay pretty positive about things, but like sometimes it just starts to like whittle down. I'm like, how the fuck did I just die here? What is this BS game? What do you mean? And it's like maybe yeah, you should go you play Minecraft for a bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should when go you play get- some Stardew for a moment. Get the oh, yips in, in a shooter and it's the worst. It's the most mm. frustrating thing. It's like, <laughs> I knew this peak. I knew this peak forever. <laughs> Why am I forgetting about this peak? Oh, man. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a. Oh, go, go ahead, Ren. I, I was going to ask, like, because you said that you were like thinking about like starting a Minecraft again because of this update. Um, I know there's been a ton of like, like a ton of content that's been added. Do you think it's mm. worth? I mean, like, how how long would you guess that I would last playing Minecraft if I started playing again? Mm. Well, it depends on. I mean, I guess who's pl- who you're playing with, right? Um, That's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing with our usual crew, mm-hmm. you know, Switchblade, uh, Tiff, me, um, I could see you getting. I don't know, maybe two weeks, three weeks. Okay. Right. Before you go back to siege, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Um, oh, yeah, but I guess I because I remember you got on when we had the Atronos, you got on for like two days, yeah. No, I, I got on and I was like, this is like there's a lot of stuff, and I, honestly, probably I, I didn't want to relearn everything. That was like the biggest thing, is I didn't want to just like go through and just be all like, oh, there's like 17 million new things, and also turtles and dolphins exist, and why mm-hmm. are there fucking water zombos? Like, what is it's going not that on? It's hard to pick back up. Yeah. Like, if no, anything, have like a wiki page available if you want to learn how to make <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. they have uh, the recipe books now. So, mm. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I might go back to it because I'm, I'm definitely curious about the updates recently. Mm hmm. It's I, so been, fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever played on hardcore mode? Yes, yes. I used to a long time ago, and uh, I died. So fun. <laughs> I was really upset. I had... It's like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I just had friends. We were trying to do it, and then literally nobody thought to farm. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were, like... So everybody deep, we starved like, to death. 
Yeah, like we were just splitting up like all of our like all of our tasks. Like, okay, you go get wood. You, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you build us a quick shelter. You go down to the mine and stuff. And see, we never thought to like, hey, who's gonna be responsible for farming food for us? <laughs> the majority of us starved to death. I was the last one alive, mm-hmm. simply because I had just been going around and killing every animal I saw that could produce food. <laughs> At a certain point, when I realized no one was gonna farm, I'm like, "Fuck you guys! I'm the Lord of the Flies. This shit." Oh, it's like when my yeah. friends and I play Minecraft hard. Um. All of the people who I play with are the more like, um, like efficient ones. Like one's right. really into farming, one's into building, or like a few of them are into building. Like they're all like very like, let's get the job done. And yeah. then I'm the one who like stands on mountaintops <laughs> dramatically. Like I see a village. That's me. I'm going to explore the world. <laughs> and then like so when we're not doing those sessions, it's just like me and my friend derping around. It's like mm-hmm. you know I'm the one who's like the dramatic. Ex- floor and then he's just kind of the derp who like stands off to the side like i'm helping (laughs) so like when the two of us are playing together we're just like uh you gotta make a shack i guess yeah we we need at least a bed so we can maybe live possibly it's like let's start a chicken farm and then like one gets (laughs) built the castle around that one chicken oh man yeah, no, I would definitely be the derp. I, I can't, I can't argue that one. <laughs> it's my role. <laughs> I, I I remember in a couple different times, I'm always the person that people didn't realize you could die sheep. So we'd like spawn like in hardcore mode, and like I would sneak off, find a flower, find a sheep, and <laughs> call it the sheep, and pretend I didn't find it. <laughs> That's always been a fun little <laughs> guys. There's a purple sheep over here what oh, that's rare <laughs> i'm also the person who at least like in the beginning because we've done it enough times now you know like the first like three sessions i was the only person who like had actually encountered the ender dragon and mm. knew how to fight it and then i would like not make it to the ender dragon and then like the people left would be like so what do we do i, I don't know <laughs> i've always been the one on the server and like all the servers that I played on before, uh, kind of having this one, I don't think we've made it to the dragon on this one. Um, where everyone's like, oh yeah, I found like the stronghold. Do you guys want to do it like tomorrow night? Where like we know most people are going to be on. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then it'd be like, the same person would be like, hey guys, I got bored last night and soloed the dragon. <laughs> what? What asshole? That's not fun. <laughs> what the fuck? By the way, in the oh, time, man. I also I also farmed a bunch of weather skeletons. <laughs> now I've already got I've got the first beacon on the server too. <laughs> like bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's been my experience. I think I've fought the dragon like once, and that was before any of the updates <laughs> for the oh, dragon fight. Um, the first time I beat the dragon, like I have a screenshot of it. I have a screenshot of it, and it's just literally Arch Ninja Turtle fell from a high place over and over and over. <laughs> it's like we set up our beds just outside of the stronghold. Mm-hmm. So we would die, respawn, run back in, and jump into the portal naked, basically. <laughs> like no armor, no sword, anything. Try to fight as much as we could, die, and just repeat. Just like running <laughs> in circles. Oh, it was man. embarrassing. Oh, 
Um, uh, one thing uh, I found with this update is in the raid, there's um, this elephant. I almost describe it. Do you guys know the Pokemon Don fan? Yes. Imagine a giant Don fan <laughs> that comes with the with the pillagers. Mm-hmm. And it like will roll th- well, it won't literally roll through like Don Fan will, but it'll like just come through town and like start destroying shit. Um and I found that thing. It does if it, it does two hearts of damage when you're fully iron armored. Mm-hmm. So it it hits like a fucking tank. And <laughs> we we started a raid on our town the other night. I was just kind of chilling with a friend. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's just you know start this raid up on here. This thing rolled through me twice and my friend once before we could kill it because we're trying to like it'll lock onto one person. So like the person should just like the best like course of action is just to have that person lead it mm-hmm. while the other one pings it with arrows. It took us forever. For whatever reason, this thing, like my friend and I couldn't land our shots when it was, you know, when we <laughs> when it was our turn to like, you know, take the shots. Um and like, or like it would trap us mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow, like it would trap us like between a building and like, we wouldn't be able to, <laughs> we would tra- get ourselves trapped and it just like fuck us up then. Um, yeah, it's been that like whole new kind of boss aspect of that has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than, than doing like the guardians or the, um, wither. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there are any other bosses. There's, um. Uh, the guardians are the underwater guys, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have like the the mansions and the dark forest that can spawn. Yeah, that have uh, a boss in them, which I've never done those. Yeah, I've never come across a mansion. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like the guardians were incredibly boring to me in terms of like, oh yay, I can't. They keep <laughs> giving me slow, or they keep uh, hindering my mining. Woo. They're hard. Oh my god, the first time. Like the first and only time I tried to find down there with my friend, and my friend blocked us in to like shield us from the guardians. And then I was mm-hmm. like, man, we can't mine. And we just drowned. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was basically like, you guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Aida. That show ends with like them getting buried alive. So it's like, it was literally that. Like we were like, it was the most dramatic thing that's ever happened to me in my like we were just talking to each other and just like you know waiting for like the the underwater breathing potions to run out and then mm. our air to run out and then our health to run out and just being like so what do you regret and then like we like it was two of us in there and then like our other friend was like outside like desperately trying to get us out like, oh so sorry guys oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awful and it's like she exploded first and then i did like oh no it was oh my god <laughs> oh oof um yeah so the new minecraft update worth checking out if you guys haven't checked out minecraft um i didn't want to do a quick little bit of talk in here um kind of a continuation uh of the, on the podcast here where we get to rag on the FCC. Um, are you guys good to talk about this? Right sure. Now? It's, sure. It's sure. a weekly topic. <laughs> it's a weekly, it's a weekly topic. Uh, it's not, 
it's not a secret now that that I really dislike edgy pie, um, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, uh, edgy pie in the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, has uh, greatly overestimated the broadband rollout for the entire country. Um, so back in February, uh, mm-hmm. Ajit Pai said that broadband deployment in the U.S. is going great, uh, despite at the time 20 million homes lacked high-speed internet connection, and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> now it's getting better. A lot dude. of people, lot of people called bullshit there. on that. <laughs> a lot of people called bullshit on that, mm-hmm. and they finally admitted that they drastically overstated the actual uh, deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, it's okay. Okay, yeah. just lied a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I like because I read the article too, and basically what it says is like we drastically overstated, but it's okay. Everything's going great. Don't worry, <laughs> everything's going just peachy. But like we might have possibly really lied a lot, eh, <laughs> sorta. It's like it's either one or the other. Like you can't just be like, oh no, we fucked it up big time. Mm-mm. But actually, it's going fantastic. Like we're doing great. We're doing perfect. It's yeah. like, I don't fucking know about that one, dude. I don't know. Yeah, so apparently a lot of this is based on faulty uh, information provided by uh, Barrier Free. Mm-hmm. Um, and the revised uh, numbers, so this is for 2017, mm-hmm. the numbers that they stated before was 19.4 million um, p- uh, households had, or I'm sorry. Um, you got to read. Read and talk at the same time. You know. <laughs> Dude, I can barely talk um, at the same time. Yeah, so, right. Okay. Uh, previous report claimed that the number of Americans lacking access to fixed broadband connections of at least 25 megs uh, downstream and 3 megs upstream um, declined from two, uh, 26.1 million at the end of 2016 to 19.4 million at the end of 2017. Uh, those figures were based on faulty data provided by Barrier Free, according to the revised report. The real number at the end of 2017 stood at 21.3 million Americans, not 19.4 million Americans. Wait, um, so they didn't even do a mill? <laughs> yeah. What? Um, this article, by the way, this is from PC Gamer by Paul Lilly. Thank you, Paul Lilly, for the um, for the excellent reporting here. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's beyond drastically understating. That's like not doing anything differently, like yeah. at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, so, we're trying uh, to lower down that twenty mil count. How much have you gotten? <laughs> uh, I probably uh, we're getting there. You know, I mean, it's, it's a long road. You know, I mean, sometimes we have to go out and do things. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, so, that's not a whole lot of anything done. <laughs> So, Ariel, I got a question. What's the uh, internet like there in Orlando? Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, it'll go out, like, once in a while, but, like, I just unplug it. Like, Mm -hmm. I've lived here for, um, since late last September, Mm -hmm. and I think it's only gone out maybe times, and it was a quick fix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any issues of, like, do you know uh, if they're delivering on what you on what you're buying kind of situation or? Um... I got internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If, if anything, and I don't know if my computer or my um, my setup, my settings, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
when I stream, I think I get kind of like I freeze and lag mm -hmm. a lot. And uh, that's very annoying. And I've yeah. been playing with the settings for a long time. I uh, I got a new webcam. Everyone was built in webcam mm -hmm. and uh, still is laggy. So I don't know if that's an internet thing. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that might be related to your bit rate and what your uh, what your um, what's the word I'm looking for, Ren? Bandwidth. Yeah, uh, is. Yeah. Um, so and related to this to this particular fight, as people know, I'm a big proponent of municipal Internet mm -hmm. in which public utility companies provide Internet as a service uh, bundled together with electricity and gas and water and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, right here in my own backyard um, in the city of Vin uh, Vinton, Iowa, uh, we now have D.C. based organizations backed by um backed by other folks uh coming in and trying to stop the city of Vinton, a town of 5000 people from uh doing just that modeled after or something similar to uh the city of Cedar Falls now i'm not entirely sure what Vinton's plans really are Vinton is a small town of 5000 people mm. uh, <laughs> some might say that's a village instead of a town <laughs> yeah. but that's a town here in Iowa <laughs> <laughs> A village has 500 people in Iowa. Um, so yeah, like just make sure you guys are paying attention. That's like the biggest thing that we've talked about like over the last like two weeks is pay mm -hmm. attention to stuff like that. It's important yeah. for your information. It's important for, um, you know, if you're like Ren, Ariel, or I, where we want to try to make a living on the internet or do anything yeah. on the internet, um, it's... Uh, you know, a part of the, the future of business yeah, and the future of your own finances. If you don't have a high speed broadband connection, it's going to be kind of difficult sometimes to pay your bills mm -hmm. uh, because those web pages can reload and maybe, um, you know, freeze and mm -hmm. you're trying to pay bills. That's really fucking annoying. Yeah. And what um, happens when your like internet goes faulty and then it starts sending multiple confirmations on one payment oh and then you end God. up paying like four times over because mm -hmm. your internet's a dick just mm -hmm. just like a possibility it can happen I'm not saying it's happened I'm, to me almost happened to me but <laughs> i'm having like awful flashbacks of uh like back in the day where you would like type something really big out and then like <laughs> freeze and yeah. you have to like you lose everything you just typed yeah oh, oh man. god fuck that yeah yeah and so pay attention to that stuff that's all i'm gonna say on on this mm -hmm. topic again yeah and and for most contexts, because like I know, for example, for you, Ariel, it's not like that big of a deal because you live in like a city, like your 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 connection's fairly stable for the most part. Um mm. for me personally, I live in the boonies. Like I, I have two options, and one is like three megs down, which is like barely enough to do anything for like sixty bucks. Or mm. uh, you know, dial up. <laughs> like those are the two options here. And that's why it's like because not a lot of people actually do know that because a lot of people live in cities, but like for a lot of other areas, you're kind of just dicked over unless if they just all like, eh, maybe we'll possibly do it. Probably not. I don't want to put the effort out to like put any sort of line out there. Why would yeah. I? Yeah. So yeah, that's and that's a big thing with this particular Vinton story that kind of irks me is, OK, this is this is a town of 5000 people. Mm hmm. Is Mediacom or CenturyLink, the two largest internet service providers for that area, going to come out and improve 
their stuff to compete with what the to compete with what the utility company is going to provide. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not, then why are they why do they care? You're yeah. Well, I know why they care, but if they're not, then that says a lot. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that what the city is going to provide is going to be comparable, if not a little bit better than MediaCom. So that's just one of those things. You're right, because the the investment, the capital, mm-hmm. they don't see it as a yeah. The, it's, these it's providers not to, like, don't do see it, it as the a. People. As, it's mm-hmm. how much money is this worth? Is it really worth the investment to lay out all that like yeah. groundwork? The ROI, yeah, the ROI is not good for them. Yeah, and that leaves little cities like this in the dust. Mm-hmm. It leaves cities like this way behind. And yeah, so like I said, pay attention to that stuff. We harp on this like it seems like every week, every other week. <laughs> <laughs> I rage about Ajit Pai and his slimy little tactics. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> because he literally affects every decision he makes. Literally affects my life. <laughs> when, despite you know working in radio, working online. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's that. Other than that, uh, did you guys see there's a razor toaster coming out? <laughs> I did. I I'm not gonna comment too much on it. I don't think I'm, I'm a either. big proponent of somebody that needs a new green toaster. But I'm sure there's somebody out there. I love the color green. (laughs) (laughs) It's genius. Genius toaster. I wonder if it has a Wi-Fi compatibilities. Maybe it's multiplayer. Dude, it really needs. (laughs) I I really hope that 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 underlighting on it is RGB controlled. So you can. (laughs) Yeah, it pulses. It pulses. It's definitely up. Uh huh. 100%. I just want to like sync it up Bluetooth to a song or something like that. And my toaster. (laughs) Yeah, you got to get your Razor Chroma (laughs) Spectrum thing going. You got to get that shit rocking and rolling, you know, when when it toasts like it turns red. It's genius. And then when it's going, it's yellow, maybe possible. No, I don't make toasters. Did you? It starts from blue and it like slowly fades into. Yeah, (laughs) genius. Goes purple when it's burnt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did you notice on the? I don't know if this is this art here, but they have a three point five millimeter, two three point five millimeter jacks yes. on the front. Yeah, I, I think that's actually like a thing, like a thing. <laughs> I really hope not. What do you mean? Uh, you don't want to listen to that sick toaster music? <laughs> Come on, what's the what's wrong with that? Um, um, Ariel, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm just skimming, I'm just skimming through spot. what we talked about. Put it right on the spot. I'm just oh, giving through right. what we have in our chat here. There's nothing else really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's that realistically, there hasn't been much of anything going on at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> there was the I mean, we don't really talk about. I mean, when we're talking about razor much. toasters, that's yeah. that's when, you know, we might have an issue when it comes to content. Well, <laughs> the, the problem is that we have our little niche. And so like talking about the riot walkouts uh oh, wouldn't man. exactly work out for us yeah, not. um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last words. yeah that's that's about it well actually are we almost are we at an hour and a half already uh yes sir well i guess that's about our <laughs> usual time so it's good that we ran out of topics here uh, chat likes the kitty oh kitty. my Aww. fucking god <laughs> it's the kitty and he That's has a mustache. <laughs> the kitty That's has a mustache. 
Look. See? He has a mustache. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, um, I did not even realize. I looked down at the clock, which this so very rarely happens. I looked down at the clock mm-hmm. and realized, oh yeah, no, we have an hour. <laughs> we we have an hour and a half of content. Yeah, um, I can start talking about Breath of the Wild again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, <laughs> we're gonna make this a uh, two and a half hour. Oh man. Um. So I think this will probably be where we uh, call it for the show here. Um, Ariel, I appreciate you coming on the show. It was um, fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks yes, for being of here. Of course. Um, so for those who missed the top of the show here on Twitch, uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, what they're going to find when they get there, and uh, all that good stuff. Any uh, future projects you want to plug and everything? Uh, you can pretty much find me under, like, uh, everywhere, every... Every social media, Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, Facebook, um, YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to post more on my YouTube channel. Um, upcoming projects, um, I have a Let's Play channel. There is a link on my YouTube channel to that, but it's called Controllers. Uh, mm. C asterisk the trollers. And we're planning on posting craft. Um, uh, Minecraft series up there, the Minecraft hardcore stuff I was talking about. And plus, mm-hmm. I try to play Minecraft every Sunday, not this coming Sunday because it's Mother's Day, but after that, I should be pretty free to do that. And that's pretty much all the current content I'm working on. But I'm I'm just on the internet. I've been on the internet for a long time, doing my thing. Right on. I've never heard of the internet. Follow before. me. Sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah. Uh, so let me introduce you to a guy named uh, Al Gore. He invented it. Um, is that the guy Ren, with the man up and on the bear and the pigs? Is that, <laughs> is that what we're talking No, never mind. Okay, all right, never mind. Uh, hi, I'm Ren. If you guys all know who I am, um, I'm going to be having a subathon, a 12-hour subathon starting this Friday. It's going to start around noon Pacific Standard Time. We're going to go up to a 24-hour stream. If it ends up going to that, I have a few games planned. I know I want to play Guns of Icarus because that game looks sweet. But I know literally nothing about it, so that's going to be an adventure. Probably going to play some can, Siege, play all sorts of random stuff. We'll see. What, are you saying something, Dan? I was going to say I can join you on Guns of Icarus. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> um, but I'm going to be playing all sorts of stuff. Feel free to stop on in if you'd like. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun time. That's, that's basically it. You can find me on Twitch. Awesome. Um, so coming up on my channel this week, uh, I'm I'm abstaining from streaming. I needed to take a little bit of a break. I need to find a new place to live in uh, because I am relocating for work. Um, so all that fun stuff is happening. Um, let's see. Uh, so probably next week we'll resume. I'm not sure what we'll be playing. Maybe some Minecraft. Uh, I'll. Depending on when Ren plays uh, Guns of Icarus, you can catch me playing Guns of Icarus with him. <laughs> um, I'll probably get back into Insurgency. I need to finish Enderall, and I've just kind of decided uh, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat in Enderall. I'm going to go on ahead and do the slash wow. kill for that boss, and um, I'm under level for that boss. I know it. Wow. I'm, I'm more interested in the end, in resolving that story. I'm hurt. And then I'm kind of thinking about doing some Pokemon uh, mm-hmm. here in the future as well. Um, also, just because I don't think I've said it on the podcast, uh, once I hit 375 followers on uh, Twitch, um, we will be doing a Danny Sings, or as some people in the chat like to call it, Danny Core. Um, 
and I'm hoping I can get a friend of the stream, friend of the podcast, American Riot, to join me for that. You're going to be doing uh, Twitch things? Yes. What? Only because there's only because there's a Sum 41 song that I'm like, I know it can rock still oh, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to. And then, I, like I said, I, um, I could probably do a Pantera t- a song or two as well. <laughs> oh, man. More balls um, than me. I will never. <laughs> <laughs> you should come hang out on my streams. We usually end up singing at some point. Oh my god! <laughs> every every time. Oh, um, other than that, uh, follow the podcast on Spotify. You can subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Also, you can subscribe. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Um, the show goes up 24 hours after the live broadcast here. You can also watch the VOD on Twitch. Uh, you can also find it on Swoot. Follow us on uh, Twitter at NTNPod. And, of course, as always, links will be down below in the description of every single one of those um, doohickeys that I just said. Um, absolutely anything else, guys. No, I'm good, dude. Um, I'm on a book. Oh, snap! <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> Get Cybernaut by Paige at the Ridge on. I'm on the cover. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's my plug. <laughs> you've hit you've hit the pinnacle of uh I want to be on a book. Of stardom. Yeah, exactly. I want to be on a book too. <laughs> and the I'd really like to be a Okay, you can read this book and picture me as the main character because this cover forcefully <laughs> makes you picture me. The main character is me. So there you go. Oh, I'm just man. thinking, like, I don't want to be on the cover of a true crime book. That's my goal. <laughs> either because if you're on the cover of a true crime book, you're either dead and you died horribly, or you're some sort of horrible murderer. I'd rather <laughs> not have either. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Anything else? Otherwise, you can no, call it. Do it for me. All right. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.